Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yes, we are back. Welcome back to the Tube Talk podcast presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech executive producer here at the IQ. And finally, you all, we have gotten back. My co-pilot, Dan, the man, have returned to the podcast. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I am good, man. It's strange when you're not here, so I'm glad you're back. <laughs> Happy to be here. Absolutely. So I figured today we would talk about a subject that is near and dear to a lot of your hearts. Well, from where I'm sitting, I've been with VidIQ for about a little over three and a half months now, something like that. And we get a lot of gaming creators visiting our live streams and our channel. We even have a separate like question sheet just for gaming channel. We get so many of you all. So I figured this week we would talk about how to start a gaming channel here in 2022. And our boy Dan here is actually an expert since he has a gaming channel himself. So Dan, this should be right up your alley. I do enjoy talking about the gaming channels. So at the time of recording today, this won't be relevant by the time everyone else hears it, but we, we just released our what's become an annual how to start a gaming channel video. We've done three of these now. And whenever we approach this topic, we always try to include a lot of the changes that have been made on YouTube, as well as, you know, just kind of re explaining some of the advice we've given in the past based on our own lessons, in particular, my lessons, because I'm constantly trying new things in my own time in terms of gaming channels and bringing them over. Over to the audience so it was really cool the response so far has been awesome and uh, yes as you said there are a lot of people out there who are looking to start gaming channels or have started them and feel like they're at a certain point in their journey and they just haven't gotten to where they want to be definitely so i've watched the video multiple times now just to get a good idea of where dan's head is at with this and one of the things that he said as the very first thing that people need to think about when they're starting gaming channels is something that I think a lot of creators make a mistake about. And it's not just a mistake that gaming creators make. If new creators as a whole make the mistake. They don't focus on like one particular topic to start their channel. They want to do everything. And that's probably a big mistake, especially I'm guessing in the gaming creation phase, trying to make a channel at the very beginning focusing on a variety of games. You're going to alienate people because they are not going to know what to expect from you. So Dan made a point in his video that creators need to pick one game at the start. So can you get into that a little bit more, Dan? Yeah. And I just want to real quick to anybody out there listening who's like Ugh, gaming channels, like use the games in this case as a metaphor. Whenever I talk about a game, think topic, because this advice is honestly how I would approach most niches in YouTube in general, as you kind of alluded to. So we do title the videos like how to start a gaming channel. And I know when we do that, it's important. But I'm like, oh, but there's so much in here that anyone could benefit from. I just want to get that out there. But yes, starting with a single game, a single topic is, I think, always a good idea. When it comes to gaming channels, especially when you think about the demographic of somebody making a gaming channel, right? We're talking about a lot of people who get started doing this because it appeals to a, a young crowd, appeals to people who are still in school. There's a lot of that going on where we have kids and young adults getting into this. And I think when you're at that age, you are excited about everything you're, you're kind of getting into, right? So it's easy to pick up every single game you own and just start recording it. And what I will say is there is something to that. In the sense that you're going to go in and get a lot of experience all at once. You're going to be trying out different games. You're going to be seeing how this one performs versus this one. Let's say you're playing a first-person shooter game on one day and then Minecraft on another day. Two totally separate things. And people are going to do that and they're going to learn a lot. 
my thing with that is I always tell creators, go in with low expectations because so far you're just getting started on YouTube. You're getting a lot of experience for yourself, the editing, the video making process, thumbnails. But at large, people don't really respond to that because think about it this way. One game is something people subscribe for, right? They like your Minecraft stuff. They subscribe for it. But then the next day you played PUBG, you know, you played Among Us, you played something that was not the same and they decide to miss that video. Like, eh, okay, I'm not going to click this. In fact, they might not even know it was you that posted it because it's on the home feed and the thumbnail's different. The game is different. They're like, I'm not sure why YouTube is pushing this to me right now. Well, YouTube is like, hey, you watched their last video. Check it out. So that is an opportunity missed. Now you didn't get those returning viewers back right? They didn't become returning viewers. They were simply new viewers. They watched once, they went away. And you might get some new Among Us viewers, but that's the problem. Now you have this attrition. So you create this spiral where every video is inconsistent to the last one because they're always about a different topic, different game. So again, good to start that way. Good to get your experience, but you need to temper expectations. You're not going to grow a channel that way for the long term. Absolutely. So when you talk about starting with one game, then that begs the question, which game should you start your creative journey making content about? And that largely will depend up to you as the individual. But as Dan alluded to in his video on the VidIQ YouTube channel, there are two different types of games that we talk about as far as what to base your content on. You have your long lifespan game. Think about Minecraft. Think about Fortnite, different games like that that have season to them. But they're seemingly always in style. Or you have your short lifespan game, maybe something like Among Us or I don't know. Uh, it's tough to think of the yeah. short lifespan games. Yeah. And as I said in the the video, it's tough to think about them because you don't really know you just got one. Like if you buy a new game, sometimes we don't know if this is going to just captivate people. It's going to make them play it for 10 years. For the most part, a lot of games have a shelf life, though. Even Minecraft, I believe, has a shelf life. It's just that's why I said long shelf life game. We still haven't seen it. There have been ebbs and flows in Minecraft and on all these long lifespan kind of games, but we haven't seen them die completely right? So this was the bit of advice for 2022 that was new. Okay, I hadn't ever approached starting a gaming channel in this way before. But it was something I kind of realized in 2021 as I was going along. One of the things I kept noticing about channels we would talk to is that they would play a game and they would then come to us and say, why? Like, I was doing great. Why am I not now? And then it turns out, well, the game you're playing was popular at the beginning of the year. Now it is not. So yes, you did the right thing by choosing and digging into one game, but it's faltered now in popularity. And some games die out completely and other games have, I would say, like an indefinite presence. There's still people out there that play them, but the ceiling has lowered significantly uh, in terms of the audience that will click it. Among Us is a great example because today... There are still hundreds of thousands of views to be had by certain channels. You know, they're getting these views playing Among Us today. They're playing heavily modded versions of Among Us. They're going in and giving the game like new life. But it'll never be what it was back at that peak until the developers decide, hey, we've now made Among Us 2 or something like that. And they kind of go the franchise route. But we don't know if they're doing that. Right. I think it's very important also to be careful about which path you choose to go down as a creator, whether you start with a long lifespan game or a short lifespan game, because do you feel as a creator that if you pick a long lifespan game like a Minecraft or Fortnite, is this something that you will want to make content on for the foreseeable future for a very long time? Because those are big time games. They have big time fan bases. And if you build up an audience off of one of those games, if for some reason in the future you want to pivot to a new game, you may have a harder time pivoting off of Minecraft or Fortnite, given how staunch those fan bases are about those particular games. 
So maybe you start with a short lifespan game that is not going to have as much longevity. And that way, in the future, it's easier for you to pivot off into something else if you want to do that. Right. Or am I wrong? No, it's always about picking a similar audience. If you're going to make a pivot, I'll, I'll use car channels as an example. If you had a channel where you were like the Tesla person, you you covered the updates that the software got and you covered modifications you could do to your Tesla, like everything a Tesla owner could ever want and need. That was you. That was your channel. You made so much money from it. You were buying Teslas every every time a new one came out or at least renting them and showing them off. So let's say you built your whole channel on this, but let's say a new electric car company. So right now, when we think electric car, we think Tesla. But let's say a new electric car company comes around in the future that just dominates. Or let's say Ford or one of the other long-term car manufacturers creates an electric so good, it just buries them. What do you do? Well, you probably pivot to that new type of electric car. Your audience probably feels the same way as a lot of these consumers They're like, hey, I like my Tesla, but GM just released this new electric car that has a better battery life. It's cheaper and it has features that Tesla only would dream of having. So your audience is going to naturally kind of pivot to that new thing. And in gaming, there are similar things going on there. Gaming's a bit harder because there's only so many car manufacturers, but it seems like there's an infinite amount of games and game developers. So your audience will splinter out in all kinds of directions. Your job as the content creator is to decide, okay, I was playing Minecraft, but it died. It's dead in in this imagined scenario. So what's the game that people are playing now? A fake example I can give you, I call it fake because it never really came to fruition, is a game called Hytale. These guys were making what was basically a a Minecraft copy, but they were taking it in new directions that Minecraft was just not going to go. And they've been hyping it up for a long time, but we have yet to see it release. It was supposed to be, I think we were supposed to get demos of it in alpha something by now. It hasn't happened, but let's just say it did. Um, Let's imagine it did. It'd be really, you know, logical then to pivot to that new thing, the thing that, quote, replaced Minecraft. It's never that simple, but sometimes it is. For certain niches, sometimes that pivot is obvious and you need to embrace it because you're following trends. That's what YouTube's all about. It's following trends. So in the case where that's not obvious, it just takes a lot of research. You have to go in and say, okay, well, people who like this game that just died also like these other games. And out of those other games, what's your favorite? No matter what, there will be attrition. There will be people who always stick with Tesla no matter what, right? And they'll be like, this guy stopped covering Tesla. I'm not going to watch anymore. But if you just decide to go all in on that new thing, like, I know I'm going to lose some folks, but I'm going all in, you will rebuild that audience. And the idea is that you will come up and grow (laughs) bigger than you ever could, sticking with the thing that was a dying trend. Look, as YouTube creators ourselves, we've all been there. Sometimes the next video on your weekly upload schedule is right around the corner, but you have no idea what you're going to record. Well, this exact situation is why vidIQ developed Daily Ideas. It's our newest tool that can help provide you with up to 50 new video ideas every single day. Your daily ideas are generated by our AI, which analyzes your channel and the wider YouTube community to find trending topics with high view potential. With this new tool, you'll never run out of great ideas for new videos. You can try Daily Ideas for yourself today by downloading vidIQ at vidIQ.com. Now, Dan, we know that in the gaming niche, there's a few different types of content that a gaming creator can do. Off the top of my head, I can think about news and reviews. I can think about let's play. I can think about gaming reviews. Just all types of different ways that you can go down the gaming spectrum. Now, to do all of these on one channel, 
I feel it dumb, but it's not really the best, in my opinion, for audience retention. Because again, when the audience doesn't know what to expect from you as a creator, that's when it gets a little confusing. So, Dan, my question to you being the, the resident gaming expert here. Is it possible to do all of these different content types on one gaming channel or sure game or should a gaming creator focus on one particular type of content delivery and start there? Yes and no. I think there's a mix in there. So like if you say reviews, for example, let's say you have uh, I'm just going to think of trying to think of another game that could be an example of Sims. So let's say you have these Sims videos where you design houses and people love your technique, right? And they're learning a lot about designing homes from you. But you you are interested in doing something a little more casual, a let's play where you're not too focused. It's not structured. You're not designing a specific thing. You just start a new Sim and maybe it's a challenge. Maybe you decide I'm going to do the, I think there's one called like the 100 baby challenge or something where you try to get the Sims as many babies as you can get in a time frame. Or I don't know. The Sims community is crazy. It's really fun to kind of watch them and see what they come up with. But let's say you just want to try something different. Now, I think there is room for that. If you're typically doing one type of content and then you pivot to something slightly different, it could still appeal to that audience, you know, and by then, hopefully they've built up your your core audience has built up a relationship with you where they trust you enough to watch that new style of video that you put out. But if you're talking about switching to a review format, unless you're reviewing updates for the sims like there's always dlc there's always things that are going on with ea they're always putting out more content for the sims so if you want to review things like that that might fit but if you decide i want to review other games that are kind of like the sims that might lead to a significant drop off in that case i would say you might consider putting that somewhere else a different channel now and again running two channels side by side is something that Sometimes we mention in passing, but it's really hard to do. And it's, again, I always kind of stress focus. If you have the time to do that, that's great. In the end, though, if you want to review random games and not stick to your bread and butter, you will have more success putting that somewhere else and not interrupting, if the plan is to continue with that fictional Sims channel, not interrupting that audience and the patterns that you've created with them. So yes and no. Playing one game and then reviewing a bunch of other games? Probably not playing one game but constantly pivoting to different things you can do within that game that might be doable but it all needs to be focused around again what the audience will put up with what they'll like you know you can't just spring stuff on people and then wonder why did i get so few views compared to my normal content you know if you rock their world they may not come around yeah this goes back to something that we talk about a lot here at vidiq and that is doing your research there are a litany of gaming channels out there already, very successful gaming channels that people can do research on if they're considering starting a gaming channel here in 2022. Just go to their YouTube pages, look at how they do their content, their titles, their thumbnail, their schedule. It's all there for you. It's like a blueprint laid out right before you to see how to lead, start off your creative journey if you want to get into gaming because you have to do your research with anything in YouTube and content creation, but especially with the gaming niche because it's so hyper-competitive. You have to know what's going on. You have to do your research and make sure that you have the best plans, the preparation in place in order to have a successful gaming channel moving forward here. Mm -hmm. The research is something I think in general people don't appreciate enough about YouTube when they're first thinking of starting a channel. Not everybody, but I do think a lot of people are like, okay, I'm ready. Like, I, I know how to edit my videos now. I know how to make good thumbnails or adequate ones at least. I feel good enough to get on camera and shoot a video. The step that gets missed sometimes is, did you do the research to make sure the thing you're going to record that day is something that people out there and audience would watch? Because this is always the scariest one if in the gaming space. People who want to cover classic games. Because certain classic games have this staying power and there will always be an audience for them. Most of them won't. 
there's going to be people who collect classic games. Maybe you could be a classic game collector, but I would even consider you not even a gaming channel at that point. You're something, you're a collector channel that happens to collect video games. It's not really the same thing. But if you wanted to focus and go all in on one game and you pick some classic game that isn't really, you know, viewed anymore, no one's looking for it, no one's thinking about it, it's not at the top of mind, you're going to have a very, very slow road. The ceiling on that in terms of how much audience you can snag from that is very, very low, most likely. So do your research. Maybe you find, hey, Super Mario 64 is actually really popular. If you do find that out, though, what you'll also learn at the same time is it's popular in the speedrunning community. Totally different thing. You're not just going to get to play Super Mario 64. You need to become a speedrunner to get those views because that's a thing you know people speed run old games and it's always those big hits from way back in the day and people try and find glitches and all kinds of things to get from the beginning to the end as fast as possible and then there's records set that's a whole different community you could end up becoming a speed running channel again not a mario 64 channel so you have to do your research because look at that road look at that journey i want to be a mario 64 channel in the end of that journey that person ended up becoming a speed running channel because they did their research mm-hmm. so super important Legend has it that we are still trying to locate GoldenEye 007 from the 64 day because that game is amazing. (laughs) Hey, if you're a successful gaming creator and you're listening to this podcast and you have some more tips for people that are beginning to start out on their gaming career, drop us a tweet at vidIQ. Make sure you include the hashtag TubeTalk in there and we might bring your tweet up on a future episode of the podcast. But uh, yeah, we're a community here. We'd like to help each other out. So if you guys have any tips, if you are successful gaming creators out there or maybe you're a new uh, gaming creator and you notice some things, Tweet at us, vidIQ, hashtag tube talk, and uh, yeah, let's help each other out, definitely. The other thing I wanted to say about reviews real quick is that, because there's going to be people out there who are like, well, why, why not? Why can't I cover multiple games? A review channel, somebody who reviews games could. And then again, you would want to do your research. Because if you review games that are not similar to one another, it's hard to build up those returning viewers. What you would want is you're going to get a lot of new viewers from those reviews every time. But what you would like is to get some of those people back because you're always reviewing a game that's similar to what they enjoy. And I, I didn't include that before. You make a good point about if you're going to pivot from, from game to game, it's good to pivot from whatever game you're playing now, pivot it to a game that is similar to the game so you could keep that same audience. Yeah, that's a good point. Again, it's not just a gaming tip. This is a tip for content creators as a whole. If you're going to pivot your content, hopefully you're pivoting to something that's quite familiar with your audience that you've already built up so you don't alienate a lot of those people. Just keep that in mind. So we got the game that we want to start with. We have the research in hand, but obviously the big part of content creation, especially as it relates to YouTube, is getting eyes on the content. And that focus is where we fall into titles and thumbnails. I'm going to concentrate more on thumbnails. I know Dan in this video highlighted that you should probably, again, look at your fellow creators and what they're doing in the gaming space as far as the thumbnails. Look at the thumbnails that are getting the most clicks, the most views, and what is successful with those thumbnails. So, Dan, what other advice would you give to new gaming creators about their thumbnail strategy? I've been trying to view my thumbnails as content rather than something I have to do. Another piece of the puzzle that is your video this isn't something I do every single time. Sometimes the thumbnail and the title, depending on what you're doing in the video, is it's just obvious kind of what you need to do. But sometimes it's less obvious. And in those moments, it's important to have your title and your thumbnail tell a story. And I think nobody does this better than Mr. Beast. Now, I'm not saying if you make your titles and thumbnails like his, you're going to just get his views. That's not really how it works. But 
if you make videos where you're not really following a trend, but you're more making entertainment style content and gaming category certainly falls into this quite a bit, you would want to, again, tell a story with your titles and thumbnails. So the latest video on Mr. Beast's channel at the time of recording this is called Extreme $1 million Hide and Seek. And none of that is necessarily searchable, right? And hide and seek isn't like a game I would imagine people are really looking for videos on. You know, it helps that this person is popular and they've built up that reputation where they could almost do anything. But again, when you go to this channel, Mr. Beast, focus on the story that the title and the thumbnail tells, because the video we're looking at right now, I'll quickly describe it. Mr. Beast is looking out a window of a building, right? And he's looking towards the camera. Meanwhile, behind him, somebody's hanging off the building, hiding, looking at him like they're about to get caught. So that relates directly to the title, Extreme $1 million hide and seek. These two things go hand in hand. The person who's about to get caught is looking like I'm about to lose a million dollars. And it it's just, it's perfect. Every, every time this person makes a title and a thumbnail combination, it always tells a story. The two relate to each other. And I think, as creators, no matter what niche you're in, no matter what vertical you're covering, this is something that goes largely underutilized. The best thing you can do is to tell a story, make your title and thumbnail part of the content, not just ugh, something I have to do. Yeah. I always talk about how the title and the thumbnail should be married to each other. They should be a perfect complement because it's the entire package. It's not just the title. It's not just the thumbnail. It's the title and the thumbnail. They both have to be in harmony in order for you to give yourself the best chance to get that potential viewer, because it's all about getting that emotional connection, getting that intrigue from a potential viewer to give them a reason to want to click on your content. So you better have your title and your thumbnail married if you want to get that click from a potential viewer, because it is so, so important to what we do on YouTube. 100%. Title, thumbnail, content, it all goes together, baby. Again, a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about today can go for pretty much any content creator looking to start on YouTube in 2022, but we kind of focused in on gaming today. Dan, any last parting advice for new gaming creators in 2022 before we get out of here? I would say you just got to get started and don't overthink it. I mean, sometimes the biggest mistake creators make is trying to pick a game or a topic they think is going to trend. They focus on that part first. Is this trending? Is this something that's going to get me views? And I can see that temptation. I did the same thing. However, it's usually right under your nose. You have to start with what you like. You have to start with your favorite thing. Look at your game library. What's your favorite one? What's the one you know the most about? What's the one when you look at that game, you can think of 20 video titles in just a couple minutes. You know, sit down and do that. Do that exercise. Pick your five favorite games and then see which one you can think of the most potential video titles for. And you may find that, wow, I wasn't expecting this, but game B is my favorite out of all these choices I've pulled. And then from there, that is when you do the other part of the research. Do people like game B? Are people going to be searching for game B? Is there an audience? And you might find there is an audience. Maybe it's not as big as the audience you hope. Maybe the largest creators don't have millions of subscribers, but they have hundreds of thousands. And you're like, you know what? I would like 100,000 subscribers. That would be amazing. That would be enough. And I'll tell you, if you can get that many subscribers and it means you're getting thousands of views on your uploads as time goes on, again, won't happen overnight. That can earn you a living. Not only AdSense revenue coming in, but sponsorship opportunities and more. You don't have to pick Minecraft because you see that it has the, quote, most potential for millions and millions of hits. You're competing with so many people who had the same exact thought. So look inward. Look at the game that you love the most. Look at the topic on YouTube that you love the most. Yeah. 
Appreciate you all listening to another episode of Tube Talk. Glad to have my man Dan back in the co-pilot chair for Dan. I am Viper, the man about tech. We will see you next week on another episode of Tube Talk presented by Feed IQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidiq.com slash tube talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.